Welcome and thank you for tuning into the Six Initiative podcast, where two friends get the chance to interview different professionals from various industries to share their insights, experiences, and stories. Okay, right, let's do this. Yeah, man, I like, it looks like you've been keeping busy through this whole uh, self-isolation period. I have, man. I've, I've been, to be honest, I think more busier than I was before. Um, oh. And I think what it was, was it was just a shift in um, where I'm prioritizing and where I'm putting my energy. So uh, more so come, say, the beginning of the year, I actually made a step to go sort of full-time entrepreneur, um, sort of self-employed. So Flavorless was no longer a full-time thing, um, and which was the hot sauce I was working with um, that, we, that we launched. It was more so I became a, sort of a part-time and sort of stepped back a bit and took care of that and really focused my energy on six pack chef. And then as I was trying to work things out and build that up, then COVID happened. And then that really allowed me to just really focus on um, what I wanted to do, which was like do content and media creation and um, all that kind of stuff for, for myself. So yeah. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Like, uh, I noticed uh, on your Instagram, it's like you have like videos, like you have like three videos a day, kind of pretty much, um, just posting different recipes, different stuff like that. I am like, okay, how much content do I have every day that I'm making? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got eight pieces of content that's pretty much on a regular. So it's like three on IG, three on TikTok, three on Facebook, and then add in the stories, which depends on like give or take how many. And then each post sometimes has stories and stuff. And yeah, it's a lot. It's it's actually quite a lot. Um, but it's it's good. It's good because it's forcing me to get better and get faster. And like the whole thing with like the what's cooking series started because of COVID, right? Started from one episode and then sort of built on and built on and it just grew. It just kept on growing and I'm enjoying it. It's allowing me to keep going on something. Um, it's, and then from there, it's just, it's just reach. Eventually someone's going to watch it and be like, Hey, I, when this whole COVID's done, when everything's like finished, some person's going to be like, I remember this guy, he was constantly making recipes. We need someone to like make recipes for this or, you know, whether it's like a sponsored post or like this campaign or this project or this television show, whatever it is that I'm, I hopefully fingers crossed, like I'm up on their mindset. Right. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so for anybody listening that doesn't already know who you are, Wallace, can you just give everybody a rundown of uh, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, man. Um, I'm Wallace. People call me the Six Pack Chef. Um, Six Pack Chef is also my personal brand. And what it, we're all about is eat good, look good, live great. So it's all about food, health and fitness, and then life, motivation, inspiration. Um, so I'm a chef by trade. I also compete for Canada as a fitness athlete, as a competitor. And I am also an entrepreneur and a cancer survivor. So all those things sort of encompass what you guys see and what you guys know of as Six Passion. Solid, man. And also his, uh, your handle for everything. Uh... Yeah, so my handle for IG and TikTok is at W2 Six Pack Chef. And then six pack, uh, the six is S-I-X. And then Six Pack Chef on Facebook, Six Pack Chef on uh, YouTube. 
uh, all the all the all the socials. They're pretty much across the board at W two six Backshot. And if you guys want to look at this guy, super ripped, uh, is on TikTok without a shirt. So, <laughs> oh, those videos are my favorite. Dude, <laughs> that's that's okay. Let me let's talk this straight so that everybody who's watching this. Can... <laughs> There's, it's not no thirst trap. It's not anything like that. So IG was a thing. Been on there. Been there for a while. And I I was sort of late to to IG, right? A bit. I was like that guy. I was like, I don't want to be on another social platform. I already have Facebook enough. And then I got on and then tried to learn how to kind of thing. And growing and doing all that stuff was not something for me. I never knew about it. And um, I missed that opportunity just like how I missed with like YouTube and missed with like Facebook and all that stuff, right? Cause we're Asian. Like our family was like, you go to school, you go be a doctor, you be a lawyer, you don't be no social media, whoever you want to be kind of thing. But when TikTok came around, I was like, you know what, let's, um, let's give it a shot. It's, it's like, at that moment, it was still pretty new. I think it was about October or November. So then I was like, cool. My first post, what am I going to do? I need, well, I already had six pack chefs sort of, um, developed already, you know, people knew me from Chopped, knew me from Top Chef Canada, from, Frid, um, from Bake It Possible, they knew that I cooked, and they also knew I competed, but on TikTok, it's brand new people, I didn't know who was going to find me, so I was like, okay, I need something that they were going to be like, okay, this guy cooks, this guy works out, or he's into health and fitness, and this guy's, you know, he balances, and is not just like serious, and he has fun at the same time, and I created, and then I decided to do this one video, which was like this cutting video, cutting video um, to a beat. And then I was like, cool, the cutting takes care of the chef stuff, right? You know, so like it showed some skill, uh, not looking at the camera made it, made it like legit. And then how do I show that it's fitness based? Well, my name's Six Pack Chef, so I have to, so it only makes sense. And like, don't hear, I wasn't even like shredded or anything. I was just in like a, a good enough sales, like I had to show it somehow. But that's where the shirt came off. And then doing it, you know, having fun, sticking my tongue out, all that kind of stuff showed that sort of um, the other side of it. So that was the basis of that post. It sounds really scientific and like strategized, but it wasn't. <laughs> and then it just so happened that that thing blew. That thing popped off. And I think <laughs> it was insane. Um, yeah, it's at like 11.5 mil. Holy shit. Yeah, so that's sort of where it came about, and that's sort of how it kept on going. So then I made videos on the next and the next about cutting and different uh, knife skills and stuff to beat and sort of the same process. And then now it's developed to, I'll th I'm trying to throw in a lot of food stuff, so recipes and little tips and tricks. And that's the whole goal. The whole goal about my TikTok and my social or anything like that is exactly six pack chef. Three things food, fitness, lifestyle. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, when I when you first posted that video on TikTok, I saw it, I'm like, yo, it's gonna blow up. Like it's literally like the perfect trust me. <laughs> when when I first posted it, I remember the amount of people that would show me some like why are you on TikTok? Like TikTok is for like kids and this and that. <laughs> and it was like one of those where like didn't want to talk about it too much. I remember I also when I posted that video and then the next day it got some traction. It was like about a mil. And I was like, oh, crazy. And then I remember I posted on IG and I was like, guys, so I did this thing. Um, it's called TikTok. Um, I don't know anything about it. I just did, I did a video 
Um, but if you guys want to see something that's more fun, like I right from the get go, I was like, it's going to be way more fun, less serious, not perfect, anything like that, way different than IG. And I was like, if you guys want to come sort of check me out there, go ahead, feel free. And then I think once I did that and I put that base sort of post in the story saying like, this is me, this is how it's going to be. Like if you, if you want to follow me there, follow me there. If you don't, you don't. Then it allowed me to sort of just be free and just not care. And I think that's really a big thing whether it's TikTok, whether it's IG now, whether it's um, what do you guys see of me as Spec Chef, is um, I just do what makes me feel happy and like can't control what people, if people are gonna like me or not. And I can, all I can do is put my effort into making sure that people that do like my content, like what I stand for, um, they just keep on doing that, so yeah. Sick, man. Um, actually, I wanted to go into like your branding and everything behind Six Pack Chef. Uh, I remember when I first met you, I saw your business card and then I was like, this is the craziest like card. Like I like the whole branding, everything from like, you had necklaces on one with like a knife and the other one with like a barbell plate. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah. This guy is like, um, yeah. So what went into the whole, like coming up with a brand for yourself kind of thing? Yeah. So what happened was, so I was a chef. I left the chef business. I was a packet growing up, um, then ended up going competing. And while I was competing, um, I still cooked. So people were like, yo, the muscle chef, flexing chef, the fit chef. And I needed something that was a little more mainstream. And at the same time, um, my, my uncle and his friends, they actually work in film and production and television and movies, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, they wanted to get into um, the blogging, the apps, the vlogs, those kind of things. And they needed a medium. They needed something to talk about. So then they decided that they would be like, oh, let's try Wallace, you know, he's that fitness guy, but he also has that uh, life, life story about cancer and he also cooks. Um, so we started there and then that's where we decided to use Six Pack Chef. Um, what happened was basically those guys are just too pro, way too pro. Like these guys are like doing, they're like, they worked for Nat Geo, they did like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, that kind of stuff. So like one, one recipe video took us like two days with like a crew of five that weren't getting paid. So it just didn't make sense. And everybody ended up needing to do their own thing, get money, et cetera. So I ended up just taking the branding, right? The, the name, the website and everything. And from there on, I just, I've been building it for the last 10, dec uh, 10 years. And when I met you, that was sort of when I was in my peak competing phase. And then I was just off of chops, you know, doing a little bit of consulting and stuff like that. And that necklace was, represented cooking that um the barbell one represented fitness but also represented because it was it was i believe um it was strength shields of strength which is the brand um they are like a a religious based catholic christian based thing so on that plate it had i think john 316 or something like that which is like i can do all through god who strengthened me so all those three things really was what I stood for at that time and I still do. So yeah. Yeah, that was uh when I saw that I'm like it was all so great. Like it all just fits so well into who you are as a person. Um as I got to know you more, obviously that just like was even more prevalent uh as time went on. Um the first like show that I saw you on was like chopped. Um what what were you uh what were you doing before that? Before chops? Yeah. 
Um, so before Chopped, I worked in, you know, some of the best restaurants in the world. I worked at in Toronto. And what happened was I decided to leave it. I decided to leave cooking in the restaurants because um, it's hard, you It's hard. Like, my grandmother has this saying. She goes, if you ever want to get revenge on anybody, send any of their family members, anyone that they care about, to the restaurant and food industry. Like, that's, that's the revenge. So um, with my past of cancer, the whole thing for me was like, life you only have once, right? You only got one shot, um, YOLO, that kind of thing. And for me, it was like this wake up call. It was like, God was saying like, yo Wallace, do something with your life or I literally just take it away. So that changed my whole mindset of, if I've got opportunities to do, if I've got something that I wanna go achieve or I wanna do anything, got to go for it because you don't know if you'll have tomorrow. And unfortunately working at restaurants, it's tough. It's so tough. Like you really, you work when people are off, right? People's holidays are your time when you have to make cash. And you know, we, I call it superheroes. We eat one meal a day. We go home when it's dark. We go, uh, we go to bed when it's dark. We have dangerous, you know, equipment, knives, hot things, cold things. And it just didn't really align with what I was wanting to do and wanted to get out of life. So then I decided to leave. So I decided to leave. And um, when I left at that time, chef, chefing was all about being in the restaurant. Like if you weren't in a restaurant, slaving away, getting stuck in the weeds, cooking, getting all that, you're not a chef. And I needed to prove to people that you didn't have to be a chef to, I mean, you didn't have to be in a restaurant to be a chef. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I don't know. So I just sort of took it by chance. And at that moment, Chopped was there. Chopped came up and I was like, you know, hey, I was broke. I was broke. I had no job. I need money. So I was like, I need 10K. Hopefully I can get 10K. And B, it was like, it would be cool to be able to, it was like sort of for myself to prove to myself and to others that, hey, look, you don't, just because I don't work in a restaurant no more doesn't mean I don't have the chops to do it. Right. And, um, Thank God, luckily, I got on and did my thing and was able to win that. And then from there, just sort of built and built. And ever since, I've also, I've still been trying to showcase to people um, that exact thing of being a chef can mean anything. It can be way outside of just a fancy restaurant or a regular restaurant. So, yeah. Fuck, fuck man. I remember when I was, uh, I forgot how old you are in grade 11 or grade 12 but um that was when like i worked as a busboy at a restaurant um mm. and all you can eat restaurants so it's not like they're like cooking like really crazy dishes but i remember looking at the chefs that are there and knowing like how much they get paid and how long they work how long they stay how early they start i'm just like man you guys don't get paid enough for the shit that you do um Adding to that, now you now that you sort of like hit hit something of mine. Um, I'm like I'm I'm a turn I'm 29 right I'm 29. I never got my first salary until I was 20, 29. Like I never had a salary ever. Um, I've always been hourly, and I've the max I've ever made was 1750. It's wow. crazy. And I've worked at some of the best restaurants in the world. You get what I mean? Like yeah. Like that's one of the things that I hated about our industry. And I, I have nothing against our industry. Don't get me wrong. For anyone who's watching our stuff, I love cooking. I love food. Um, 
it's one of the best things that I feel is like a super power we can connect with people. But if I've always seen it and we always have this issue as an industry as a whole is valuing the food industry workers, right? Like you said, you've seen those guys making, I've worked with like, I've worked with the guy, his name was Lingam. We called him the tornado. He was like 50 something when I met him, 50, 60 something. But he worked and he made like minimum wage, 12, 13, $14 um, at that time, which is, pretty, which is quite a lot. And he put three, four, five kids through college and university and all that. But he's 65, you get what I mean? And like, and like there's no other industry where, um, or other job or career where you go to school for 40K X, XYZ, just like any other tuition, and you come out and you make less than 40K. Yeah right which sucks but then at the same time people people see it as like why am i going to pay this guy who's making my burger 20 bucks but at the same time they'll be like oh i can pay the secretary who's just putting down my name and making sure i sign in and out he she or he or she can get 20 bucks right um it's always been something that's sort of been a little thing but you know the industry's changing now um it's very different and Hopefully it just keeps on getting better and better and better. Yeah, hopefully, man. Like I, I remember watching those guys. Like <laughs> I used to wonder why they were always so angry and bitter, but then when I, after I had like worked there for a while and seen how they were treated by like, um, like the the kitchen manager and like even the other employees, like restaurant employees, like treat kitchen staff like trash. Like it's crazy. Right. Um, and like, cause you're a waiter too, right? You're. I was. You're, I was a busboy. I was a busboy. Yeah. You still get. You get tips. Yeah. 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 It's restaurant guys. We don't. We never got tips. This was like a thing that just happened recently. That um, some restaurants are now giving chefs tips, but before that, no one got. We never got tips at all. So like, imagine that. And you guys make more money. Servers make more money, and you get tips, and you work less hours, and you get to look good. Yeah. it's it, it's crazy uh i i did not envy them in fact actually like it was it was a while back it was maybe like last year i ran into my i ran into a friend of mine uh just randomly like on ptc and yeah. i found out he was uh he had he studied culinary and then he was working like somewhere downtown okay and i was just like i was just like oh man like how is it he's like he's like honestly like uh, my manager makes me want to cry like twice a week <laughs> and then I'm just like what so why do you stay like what what continues you to to continues to make you want to work there and he's like apparently that's just how the industry is and I'm just like that's fucked up like that that's just the norm of what it's supposed to be yeah man yeah man but it's okay it's okay we work. It, it gets better it gets better but yeah yeah um i was actually really curious like how what was your experience like on all the on all those like reality shows like i know the top chef thing was like a huge thing that's when i met you was when you were right off fresh off of top chef mm -hmm. um that was like a more extensive pro i actually remember peter telling me the story when he met you and you were on top chef and uh, uh i think he i think like it was something like he asked you like what you were doing and he's like and you actually told him like I actually can't tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And I, I was just like, oh, damn. It was, it was in the summer. It was hot. Uh, at that time, freaking, 
Peter was cutting and like I remember I was sweating and trying to cut my hair, just hair everywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, all these shows, I love them. I, I really love them because I think, um, well, first off, I only do shows that truly talk about cooking. Like I don't like going to like shows that are gimmicky or ones that are, um, I can't remember, there's this one, one, one show where it's like people bid for like handicaps. Like some, like there'll be like this thing that comes out and be like, okay guys, which of, how much of your cash prize do you guys want to start betting to see mm. and you know, only use their left hand or who can only cook in a, in a sock, you know, stuff like that. I would never, yeah. that doesn't showcase cooking. It doesn't showcase the real skill and sort of what makes me fall in love with cooking. And um, so that's why like Chopped was a good one. Chopped was one that was, that fit that criteria. Top Chef Canada, Fridge Wars. These were all real cooking shows. So yeah. Um, and what I also mean by real is that they're real time. So it's not, it's not like, okay, guys, cut this, stop the clock, five minutes, I replay, and it's the time is the time. I always tell people this story. So for instance, Chopped, um, it goes by fast. Like when you're there that whole day, it's quick, it's fast. Um, and we do everything with A roll, B roll, and C roll, meaning like we take one shot, two shot, three shots of everything. So, you know, we took three shots of us walking to the kitchen, three shots of us staying in our, in our station, three shots of us, you know, introducing ourselves. And then I remember we did this, we did, uh, we were about to open our first basket. And then I was like, all right, chefs, you know, in three, two, one, we're gonna open our baskets. And we pretended to open them, but we didn't open them yet. So we did that three times. And he's like, okay, now we're gonna open them. And so I'm like, cool, cool, we're gonna open them. So we open it and we're pulling out these ingredients, right? It was like uh, green banana, uh, baby octopus, and uh, sweet and sour chili sauce or something like that. And then I'm thinking, cool, you know, we're gonna sh shoot it two, three more times. I'm putting all my ingredients back in and I'm looking around, chefs are running around, the other competitors are starting to run. I'm looking at the judges, judges are looking at me. I'm looking at Dean, the host, he's looking at me. I'm looking at the clock, the clock is going down. And I'm like, what, what is happening? And then I realized that it was live. So like it was going and so I had to take everything back out, um, but you'll never know, you'll never know. But um, it was good. It was cool. So, uh, yeah. And they're so fun, but they're super stressful. Um, it's for me, it's almost like the closest I can get to being a professional athlete. Um, prior, like if anybody ever asks if I had a job that I would ever want to do before, like if I could choose one, I always tell people I wanted to be like a pro basketball player. Like mm. not, not like bench warmer either. I'm talking about like we are on the, the all-star, you know, like dream team kind of stuff. And that was, that would still be my thing. And so I was, I'm super competitive. And I guess being on these cooking shows was the closest I can get to that. And it's, and it's, for me, it's fun. For me, it's fun and I'm super competitive. But yeah. Yeah, dude, it was crazy, like, watching those episodes. It's like um, every single episode, because you had, like, such a short amount of time, I'm just watching it. I'm like, this feels like a fourth quarter basketball game, literally, like, and it's like... <laughs> You have to like. There's literally buzzer beaters too. Like, <laughs> oh, did you do you remember? I can't, uh, episode. I think four, four or five for one of the quick fire challenges. We had to do grilled cheese, so it was grilled cheese, and freaking. What happened was I had this idea of making shrimp toast. So you know I fried it, and then 
me being like, okay, it's a grilled cheese sandwich. Let's, let's be smart and like get some grill marks on it. So I threw it on there, not thinking that at that moment, because it was fried, it's got tons of grease. It's got fat, right? So you put that on top of the barbecue with the fire. So this was not like you cook your stuff, you time everything perfectly so that it's cooked perfect for the timing when it's plated perfect at that moment. And so I did that at like seven minutes, maybe seven, six minutes. And I played it and I was doing it. And then I went to go do other things. And all you hear is fire. Someone's like things going up. And then people are like, someone's things on the grill is on fire. And I turn around. Like if you ever watch that episode, you'll, you'll, you'll see it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> and, um, and I literally, it was the first time during the entire um, Top Chef where I was like, I might not make it. Like, I can't, this is not fun. I, I don't like losing. <laughs> I hate looking like an idiot. And I was like, no, I gotta do it. So I pushed my ass in the last five minutes to like find bread. First I had to go find bread, make sure if I had anything left over, cook the, do the entire thing, plate it, everything. Um, they even caught a little snippet of Phil. Phil's like, Wallace, have you made grilled cheese in five minutes before? And I was like, oh, watch me. I was like, watch me. That's all I need. That's all I need is someone to push me and tell me like I can't do something. Yo, I'll show you. I'll, I'll die before I fail in front of somebody. Um, but yeah, they busted it out. It was fun. It was, it was cool. I don't think I've cooked a regular grilled cheese sandwich in five minutes. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's incredible. What the heck? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that episode was crazy. Um, actually, I wanted to ask you about like where you got your ideas from, like your recipes from. I remember like watching one of the first, either it was like the first or second episodes, I can't remember exactly. Um, but you decided to make kanji on a yeah. TV show. I'm like, yo, this guy has balls. Like, <laughs> what made you come up with stuff like that? Um, so when it comes to like my food and my style, it's been this thing that I've been learning and developing. And finally, I figured out what my style is. Because every time, a lot of people always ask, like, what do you cook? What's your cuisine and stuff? And most people are like Italian, Chinese, blah, 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 blah. For me, it's, I freestyle. So I've become very confident and proud to say that I'm like an artist or a musician or a rapper that you, know, you can hear a beat or, and then you spit some lyrics on it or someone who can't play music per se but they can hear it and then be able to play on a piano or something like that. For me, it's you give me inspiration from whatever it is, whether it's an ingredient, whether it's the, the actual um, challenge, or if it's just you know a theme or something like that. And then from there, I'll build it up and I'll create something out of it. And because I don't work in restaurants um, and because I sort of have that mindset, I can pick and choose like, this this ingredient from this culture say balsamic vinegar from italy i can put that in with say um spare ribs from from chinese like from tasio right but i can replace the vinegar in one part to the other and then suddenly have this mix match that works but it's not fusion it's just it just works right um so that's sort of where my inspiration comes from and that one with the kanji it was episode one and the elimination challenge was showcase a recipe that your family taught you and for some reason every time when it comes to food um and family everything's like very cohesive it's one of the biggest inspirations for me for cooking was family and my grandparents came right to mind my grandparents mean a lot to me um they raised me so 
congee was something that they always made. They always made. And I was like, that was it. Like it's, it's also cause you don't have time to think per se. You can't just be like throwing different ideas left and right. And like, you just got to come out one and go into one. And so I, I fixed kanji and I sort of, from there, so that was my, that was my inspiration. That inspiration was the theme of a recipe. So then kanji came to mind. And the next thing was like, okay, what do I usually eat with kanji? And then I went and go figured out all these different ingredients. And then how that starts stemming out of it is how can I take each ingredient and manipulate it or change it so that this dish has different flavors and, and textures and balance and highs and lows and um, create this, if you will, this dish that's this masterpiece of you, if kind of thing. So it went from like, okay, so recipe kanji, my grandfather used to work on a ship. So let's go with seafood. My family loves eating seafood. So now we have a flavor base of seafood. So that's where the halibut and crab came from. And that's where like sort of the, the caviar comes into play. And then it's like, okay, now I've got sweetness. I've got savoriness. What do we usually eat with um, kanji? So we got herbs. What kind of herbs do I have? So we go with the cilantro or we go with parsley and green onions. All right, how can I change it? So green onions, usually everybody just slices it thin. Maybe I'll slice it um, lengthwise and put it in some ice and then they'll curl and they'll look really cool and get some height on the dish. When it comes to cilantro, everybody uses the leaves. Maybe I'll use the stems instead. They've got a really cool crisp and crunch that brings texture to the dish. People use peanuts. So cool. Let's, let's, let's fry up some peanuts, but let's season it differently so that it matches with the seafood. And what matches with seafood is usually sometimes white pepper. So white pepper into the peanuts, um, salted egg yolk, that's something we love or the thousand year old egg. How can I put that in there? Well, this dish needs richness, amazing, but it's super rich and savory and like it's got seafood. What do we usually do? We put acid, we put lemon, we put lime. So then I take lemon and lemon zest and lemon preserves and I mix that into the egg yolk. And um, more so now I need an extra crisp. I've got crunch, but I need crisp. Where does that come from? Well, going back to seafood, going back to Asian and Chinese, um, scallops and you have like dried scallops so then I use that to make the stock the broth that I use to then make the kanji and then instead of throwing all that out I take it and I dry it out and then I fry it and crisp it and now I have these dried scallop crisps that were already repurposed to make flavor in the stock and it doesn't look like it's a throwaway just to put on to put on because it's already into the dish and then from there it's like okay I've got all these things now and one more that I ended up adding was um, pickled radish. And that's because we usually put pickled mustard greens in our kanji. And I wanted to put the radish because I wanted it something that's a little more chew in a texture form. But, and so then that's how this dish came about. But everything I'm saying right now sounds all out of the world and crazy, but it's just a regular kanji dish that we would eat anywhere else. So that's sort of my mindset when it comes to creating a dish. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of all over the place, but it, uh, yeah, it's crazy. No, honestly, bro, like, obviously you're very, very experienced in the kitchen. Like, I can tell because as you were talking, I got distracted for a second because I started thinking about what I was going to eat after this. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's uh, our minds, man. No, you know what? It actually made me feel bad because you're talking about, like, you're, talking about like what matches with what and why this goes with this and I'm like I put eggs on I put cheese in my eggs because it tastes good like I'm, I'm not very 
But that's like the main thing out of everything. That's all that needs to matter is as long as it's delicious. Exactly. That's all that matters. Because like well, your, I, cheese, your cheese and your egg, you can literally like elevate that so easily. You know, you take your scrambled eggs, whatever, just cook it right different ways, slower down. And then you take your cheese and like you can make like a cheese crisp. It's the same two ingredients, but suddenly you've got really soft scrambled eggs with a cheese crisp on top. Bougie. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to figure this out. I have a lot of cheese and eggs in my kitchen right now. <laughs> but uh, please. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Six Initiative podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a comment and review and follow us on Instagram at Six Initiative to keep up to date with our current projects. If there's anyone you'd like to hear from or any specific field you want to hear about, send us an email or a DM or a comment and we'll do our best we can to make it happen. If you know anyone who would benefit from this, please don't hesitate to share. Thanks again for listening and we hope you have a great rest of your day.